Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. I'm feeling really festive today because Christmas is coming. I'm all, I've been feeling festive since November. Christmas tunes on, mince pies going, but yeah, can't wait. Actually, fun fact, can I can I talk about the message that you sent me, the picture that you sent me a couple of weeks ago? Maybe, I can't think what this is. It was about the lights that you just put on your dad put oh. the Christmas lights and you were really chuffed about it. Um, so guys, the, the Christmas spirits are going strong. I, I did the same, actually. I said, well, if Amy puts fairy lights on, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it too. I think with this year, we all need a bit more joy. So I think everyone's put them up early anyway. I agree. I agree. And I think it's, it's just the best way to go. Like Netflix is just literally telling you to watch all the most terrible Christmas movies. And I'm like, I'm down to this. I'm yeah. down with it. I, I want more of that. So yeah, totally feel you. Totally feel you. And guys, well, because we're in a festive spirit, uh, we're going to have a few more episodes to finish off the season. And this one is our returning guest, because why not? They're gorgeous Emma Mumford, a good friend of mine, um, award-winning uh, obviously author. Uh, she won uh, the Creative Inter Awards this year. She's back uh, for a live episode that we did with our members, the first of potentially many, which was quite fun. So if you hear me talking to some people, it's because some people are actually interacting in the chat and asking questions. Um, Emma was a pro, as per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, again, I have a little thing that I want to mention before we jump into a couple of bits about this episode is we also have a lovely Christmas gift guide that has been dropping. So actually by now, if you go to the website, creativeimpact.group, you will be actually able to see different categories and different sections of our gift guide. So if you're still looking to buy something for your friends, I shall say, go to creativeimpact.group and find the best gifts for the creatives, experts, business bosses in your lives. Yeah, there's definitely something for everyone. Even if you're a foodie, you love fitness, there's yeah, there's something for everyone in that guide. It's pretty much everything that we want in our wish list, and we just thought we're just gonna give it to you guys in case you want to send us something. That's yeah. the premise of it. <laughs> but you can use it for other people as well. Now, 
again, as I said, we had Emma before, and this time we go even deeper into the topic of finances. So if you check the previous episode we have, we really talked about relationship with money and finances. And this time we go even deeper into the idea of mindset shifts and changes and kind of like that element of self-worth. And I wanted to ask you, Amy, before we get um, Emma to talk about her new journal, Positively Wealthy Journal, which is also out now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any practice that really helps you when it comes to you know, tapping into your financial power, keeping in check, kind of getting your targets, knowing what you're up to. Is there anything that you do? Gosh, I, as a person, I'd say I haven't been as money driven. I'm more driven by my passion and I want to do really well. But a few things that really help is just keeping super organized. Like if you're kind of freelancer, self-employed, always keeping your receipts. So you always know where everything is. And I have like two main spreadsheets that I always update all the time so you can kind of I can really see how the month's going and that can really give you so much more of a boost or it can give you more of a drive to kind of improve do better reach out a bit more um it's just like keeping yourself a bit accountable as well and definitely trying to talk more openly about money because I think as a society we really don't talk about money that much that is so true and it's something actually that segues really well into the episode because I'm a really talks about this a lot and I think it's, it's a great way to really check in with ourselves and understand what can we shift and how can we feel more confident about the topic so thank you so much for sharing that because that's such a that's such a pain point for into this chat as well guys uh, if you don't know Emma Manfield she's an award-winning life coach and mentor best-selling author speaker and law of attraction youtuber and a host of the spiritual queen's ballot podcast as I said, she is coming out with an amazing journal to accompany her book, Positively Wealthy, called the Positively Wealthy Journal, which, by the way, is also now a gift guide. So one more prompt to go and check the gift guide as well. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And Amy, thank you so much for being here again and joining me. Thank you. Merry Christmas. in the cloud it's starting <laughs> how are you doing emma i'm not gonna sing for the whole thing i kind of want you to sing for the whole thing though fab i'm good how are you i'm sorry i can't reciprocate in a beautiful voice there <laughs> i mean beautiful is a push but that's why i love you because you're a good liar uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm great now i'm absolutely great now that i'm here with you uh we're here for the first ever live podcast which again is a undisclosed version of a podcast so we'll see how that actually rolls out (laughs) what it changes from an actual podcast um so yeah thank you so much for being with me today I'm so excited can I just appreciate the Britney Spears headset as well like I feel like you've shown up with your best self today fab (laughs) you know what um so the people that are going to be obviously live by the way it's live not because it's going on live but it's because we have some of our members they're going to dip in as well and maybe ask questions so my uh, the members have seen me with this for a while because I bought it is like a really as uh, Emma said a Britney Spears sort of headset a month ago and I've done the whole conference with this and it's so comfy it's so handy but every time I look at myself I'm like I just say it's Britney bitch and just kind of <laughs> I just start like like shaking and shimming, but um, mm-hmm. that might be, so that might be what we're doing for the whole podcast. So you're gonna hear the shimmy the whole podcast. Uh, but no, actually, I got Emma here for another reason. Reason number one, she's awesome, and reason number two, uh, she is an award-winning author. Woohoo! Well done, Emma. 
Thank you. Well, to be honest, I'm just processing it still. Like, I'm just like, wow, amazing. Like, I'm just, yes, yeah, so grateful. Thank you. No worries. It was, again, it was people that voted, people that nominated, and obviously uh, also the judges that really made the cut. So just for context, Emma won the best book of the year for the Creative Impact Award this year. So I was really happy to hear that. And um, and I think it could be a great way to really look at what happened. Funnily enough, uh, we talked to Emma uh, for Positively Wealthy when it was coming out. So it was kind of that timing. And I would like to start actually with a bit of a reflection. Can you tell us a bit more, obviously, about yourself, maybe just a bit? Uh, I, we're going to get a bit of an introduction before and as always, but and maybe even about the book and maybe one lesson or one something there since you actually released the book. Uh, you know, you know, came down to you, whether it's a lesson, whether it's a learning, whatever that might be, that will be a lovely way to start. Of course, great way to start. Well, um, my name's Emma Mumford. So my main work is a spirituality and law of attraction. So I'm an award-winning life coach, a YouTuber. I've got my own podcast, which is called Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast. Um, I write books and I basically do a lot on the World Wide Web. So you can find me talking about all things spirituality, all things law of attraction, and I help women specifically turn their dream lives into an abundant reality. So Positively Wealthy, is my second book that came out um, partially back in June, then fully back in September. Um, And now we have the Positively Wealthy Journal, which is coming out in December in only a few weeks. It's so exciting. So Positively Wealthy was a journey that came to me, gosh, two years ago now. And it was really when I'd sold my first business. So I was formerly known as Coupon Queen. I used to go on ITV and present with Holly and Phil on this morning, little money saving and couponing tips. So I have a very finance and money orientated background. I also used to be a banker as well in a well-known UK bank. So money has always sort of followed me. And as I kind of... um you know, I guess, evolved into my spirituality and law of attraction work. Of course, I'm still passionate about money. Of course, I still always going to save money, love a good coupon and a bargain. But I really felt those days had kind of left me. And I was like, you know, yes, I'm focusing on money, but in a different sense now in terms of like law of attraction, manifesting money and having a positive relationship with money. So when I started getting this idea for Positively Wealthy, I was like, whoa, like, I don't want to be writing a money book. Like this is no, I'm not going backwards or going forwards. Um, And I just really love that process to flow. So it's looking at what wealth means to you and how this played out in my life is when I sold my couponing business back in 2018, I realized I'd hit every every single goal on my vision board. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like everything you put on your vision board from 2016, you've basically achieved like that's incredible. And I had this moment of thinking like, how do you feel with that? And it was this weird bittersweet moment where of course I was extremely grateful to be selling my business and having this life-changing money come to me, of course. But I realized that actually, you know, this went way deeper and that there was still this void within me of who was unfulfilled and like, why do I feel like I need to keep chasing more? Why do I feel like I have to keep achieving and keep manifesting and keep grabbing more and more and more and more yet that void is not getting fuller it's not it's not fixing so I had this weird moment of like this money hitting my account and being like wow like this is incredible and then with 10 minutes later it was transferred out to my savings into different investments I was doing so 10 minutes later I had the same amount of money in my bank account as I had before the money came in and I thought who are you Emma like how do you feel with this and I realized that 
I'd been chasing the wrong version of wealth this whole time. I thought it was what society would teach us about money and success and validation and book deals and all of these fancy things. And don't get me wrong, like I've wanted to achieve those things. Of course, those things bring me joy. But my true core version of wealth was not what I thought it was. So I ended up going on this sort of like six to 10 month journey, really, of discovering myself and discovering what my true version of wealth meant and truly fulfilling myself so that I could manifest sustainable. So when these um, when these desires were coming into my life, you know, they were sustainable. They were staying in my life and they weren't filling a void. They were adding to the already happiness I felt within myself, which helped them manifest so much quicker as well. So the book talks obviously about money and finances, your relationship with money from a really grounded and practical way as well from my money saving and banking um, background as well. Um, and it also talks about manifesting. So it goes through the inner work, the steps of law of attraction, and it has a 33 day challenge in there, um, which you can do over 33 days to help you achieve your dreams. And we've had some incredible stories so far from uh, what people have been able to manifest with the book, which brings me so much joy. But a lesson that I've learned since that book's released um, is really, again, like letting go and surrendering. Like this has been such a big lesson for me um, throughout the last five years of my life since I've had my spiritual awakening but here I am again that book's been out um a good few months and obviously I finished writing it last October and still like that letting go and surrendering it's like the universe is like come on Emma come on you can nail this like let's keep doing this so for anybody listening like I would really say you know like letting go is so key because we have to be in that surrendered state with manifesting and the law of attraction if we're holding on to something and we're like you know, we need this, we need this, we need this, then you're just, all that's happening is the universe is reflecting that attachment back to you and that desperation, that want. But when we can be in that neutral space of I'm okay if this happens or if it doesn't happen, then we allow the universe to meet us in the way that it's meant to with that co-creation process where the universe is meeting us halfway and we're meeting the universe halfway. So instead of forcing and being like, this will happen in the way I think it will, we're allowing the universe to flow, we're allowing the rhythm of our life to flow as well so that it doesn't feel like a struggle and it doesn't feel like an uphill sort of upheaval it's you know it feels more flowing and ease and things come into our life with ease because we're in that surrendered state and when we're feeling joy when we're feeling happiness when we're feeling in the present moment when we're truly present that's where the manifesting happens not when you're future tripping not when you're past tripping it's when you're in the here and now so definitely the present moment and letting go and surrendering big old lessons (laughs) And you know what's funny with that, actually, is that is one of the things that is actually so in the chat, there's actually they said they wrote, I think surrender is the hardest part. And uh, I agree with Sarah, actually, on that. It is really the hardest part of the whole journey. And I'm especially when you do a big push, like uh, I'm doing very weird push movement, which people cannot see, but it really encapsulates what pushing is. Um, I think it's that time where we really you know, give so much energy, uh, like out. And uh, we did it with a conference last week. And actually, I was talking to Emma, actually, and I was saying, I'm just feeling a bit drained. And it's just the understanding that that energy, like, you know, will flow, and it will, you know, go in ups and downs. And I think sometimes we misunderstand that. And by actually being able to, as you say, finding that the space in the here and now, we can really almost recharge and not saying that the universe goes on a little recharging station. But that's kind of how it feels sometimes, you know, we're asking for so much, we're so focused, we're really letting it go mm-hmm. is it kind of changes your perspective. And it's really interesting to hear that that's something that 
people think you at some point will figure it out. But I think it's a constant reminder from the universe and yourself when things actually kind of come your way to be like, okay, great. How can you surrender? How can you let go more? I think you mentioned it also in the book a few times, like let go more, come on queen and let it go again. Absolutely. And you know, how I first started learning truly about this was when I was reading Gabby Bernstein's Universe Has Your Back a couple of years ago. And one of the most profound chapters is when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more. And I guess I never like truly, I, I mean, I understood the chapter, obviously, when reading it, it was like, wow, this is so profound. Like, you know, wow, I need to do this. I've never let go or surrendered in my whole freaking life. Um, but what I've learned from that is it's so true when you think you've surrendered, surrender some more of, you know, as humans, we want to build that attachment. We want to be like, I want to be attached to this. I'm going to hold on to this. But really, the only constant in life is change. And as humans, we hate change as well. <laughs> and we're just so resistant. And obviously, Fab and I are Virgos. So we, again, hate change. We're like routine, structure, like everything, how we want it. So, you know, it is really hard to, for all of us as human beings, to really flow into that change and surrender and to know that the only constant that we have is change. And when we can navigate that with more ease and with grace, instead of having that masculine energy, which we all have within us, we all, every single human being have masculine and feminine energy. So manifesting is a very masculine energy where it's like, right, let's get up and go. Let's push, let's get this. Yes. Um, And me and Fab are incredible about being in our masculine energy. That's why we are go-getters. We're like, out there doing it all nailing it all um because we have that masculine energy there that is helping us to push and to execute and go but actually that energy is very forceful and when you're looking at manifesting and you're looking at surrendering I love how that light's just come in there it looks really holy for some reason <laughs> I, I literally saw that and I was loving life we got I mean if you're not watching this but you're just listening there's like this very holy light is absolutely gorgeous it's like <laughs> The angels are with us, clearly. <laughs> nah, I love that. What was your point, by the way? I, I, now I lost it with the light. Um, I can't even remember my point, actually. I was talking about surrendering. Um, yeah, so in, in terms of the feminine masculine energy, it's more about, you know, when we can lean into that process and flow with life and flow instead of forcing. So the main thing I always teach with the law of attraction is co-creation of, um, and my good friend George Lizos always says this, you know, the universe is not your bitch. And I was like, I love this statement. This is the best thing ever. Because, you know, it is so easy when we're manifesting and learning about the law of attraction to be like, I can have everything. Yes. But that's the ego. That is the masculine energy that wants everything again. So when we realize that actually this is a 50-50 process. Yes, we show up. Yes, we put our intentions out there. Yes, we, you know, have to take inspired action as well. We have to show up and take that inspired action. But when we can then say, right, I've done my 50% and now I can sit here knowing that I've taken my inspired action. I've asked for what I want to the universe and I believe it's going to come to me. Now is, you know, now the universe can meet me halfway. So that's where you create the space at that 50% mark where you say, right, I don't need to go 90%. I don't need to force, manipulate or control. What is for me will never pass me by. And when we can have that relaxed energy and create that space with that 50%, then, you know, from that space, you're allowing the universe to say, great, right, here we go. Here is what is for your highest good. Have your abundance, have your manifestations. So yes, letting go and surrendering is like a lifelong process. I don't think it's something that you know, any of us can ever say, right, I've read that book, I've done that, and I've nailed it. Yes, at that stage, you might have. But again, you have to catch yourself with it. 
And I think with that, actually, I was thinking about, obviously, I love, I love the universe is not your bitch. I think it's great. Uh, but there's also an element in here, which I think goes back to that thinking really about what we say to ourselves. And I think this will segue also into the the, the financial talk, if you may, like, you know, what we say, which again, uh, Emma explores massively in the book, but it's also interesting because I want to tap into a bit of the journal as well and a story with that. But before that, I wanted to say literally this morning, something very similar happened. I was talking to a client and I realized that I was, you know, ask people how they are and they just, things flow, right? And what I realized is that I said, well, there was a lot of things happening and there was a lot of positive things happening, but because of the men mental space that she was in, she was actually seeing more like a, something that felt a bit negative or a bit anxiety inducing. So sometimes it's really about having that grace to like flip this twitch and really be like, okay, how can I, you know, what is this about and how can I find the good in it? And actually figure out that this, some of these things can be a massive positive lesson or maybe even a help from the universe. It's just uh, something that obviously from the law of attraction, we know uh, sometimes we focus too much on the how so, you know, we want to we want to get something we want exactly the way that we want. As you said, that's that's against that co-creation element. But what about letting go of how things are going to happen mm -hmm. and opening to receive them the way that they're meant to be received, if that makes sense? So that's kind of what we were talking about this morning. So it's really interesting that it comes back. It comes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, because we're Virgos, as everybody probably gathered by now, um, can you tell me maybe if there are a couple of practices Maybe they are also in your journal, obviously positively monthly journal, but also a couple of practices in general that you love when it comes to daily check-in and support for your finances and obviously your mindset around it as well. Mm. Well, I'm always going to say a gratitude practice is like the number one go-to, um, not necessarily for money, but just in all forms of mental health um, in terms of your positivity, how you're feeling. Like I would be lost without my gratitude practice. I was even saying this yesterday on my Instagram of like, without my daily gratitude practice, like I'm able to navigate so much with something as simple as a daily practice. So for me personally, I do a bit of gratitude, do a bit of meditation, do a little Oracle card pull. Um, and that's what, that's all I do in the morning. But for me, that sets me up for the day where no matter what happens, I can navigate it. And instead of like nose diving into the emotional scale where something might happen or you know something upsetting might happen um and then I'm like whoa straight down the emotional scale like I'm able to be more consistent where if something negative or annoying does happen I'm able to navigate that from a space of okay what is the higher perspective here what is this teaching me how can I look at this different and how can I be positive you know as much as I can be or maybe I need to feel that emotion as well maybe I do need to feel angry maybe I do know do need to feel sad so it allows me to navigate my emotions better for sure so I would always say like gratitude 100 percent um so all you need to do is like grab a snazzy little notebook and just write in there each morning three to five points of what you're grateful for so you could write I am so grateful for my house because it allows me to stay warm dry and it feels positive so always write your why as well because it's all right to say you know I'm grateful for my house my dog my cat whatever but you know that's that's kind of like the surface value gratitude as such but when we can really dive deep and say but why are you grateful for that that's where it gets so much deeper so write your why and just do this each morning um you know dedicate the time to do it I do think it's wise to write it physically as well because then you get, you know, I feel there's good energy behind physically writing things instead of just thinking them or saying them out loud. So do what feels good to you. But I would definitely say that would be my top kind of mindset tip. 
Um, in terms of money, I think something that you can do day to day um, is an abundance log, which I love doing and love sharing. And it's in the journal as well. You get 12 months of abundance logs in there. Um, and it's about documenting the abundance that is coming to you each day. So a lot of the time of money manifesting, people are like, oh, well, it could come through my salary. It could come through a refund. It could come through a bonus. Um, but actually money manifestations can come to us in so many different ways. Maybe you found the money, maybe it was gifted to you. Yes, maybe it did come through your income, a refund, um, something like that. But also, you know, expand. And this is where Coupon Queen comes in. Expand your horizons with money of actually getting that free coffee with your loyalty card. There's a money manifestation. Freebies, coupons, discounts. If you've saved 50% off in a Black Friday sale or ASOS. That's 50% of your money that is staying in your bank account. So that is a money manifestation as well. So expand how money can come to you and use an abundance log. Um, I obviously do it every week, um, but sometimes it can help to just keep a track every day, just so you're not at the end of the week thinking, oh gosh, what did I manifest this week? So you could use it for money, but you can use it for all forms of abundance too. So just write down all of the money that comes to you or money that stays in your bank account. And then over a four week period, total it up. And everybody I set this task for and everybody I like say, come on, do it, comes back and they're like, whoa, this has blown my mind. Like I'm way more abundant than I thought I was. And like, I have achieved my money goals this month. So it's always really fun. And another thing as well, some people think that if they want to manifest like 500 pounds, for example, that it just has to come in one big hit, but it doesn't. It can come in all these little things. So this is why the abundance log is great because then you can see over that month period that actually that 500 pounds probably has come to you. But again, the hows, let it go. <laughs> and that's kind of what I love about, I have a similar version of an abundance log. I think we opened some people's uh, minds today. Definitely in the chat, there's, like, there's a new one for me, sorry, I said. And also she's a tapping queen as well. So yeah. yay, fellow, fellow tapping, tapping people. Uh, she wrote that she does meditation most days, tapping and daily script as well, which I love that. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about the, the abundance log and I have a similar one myself and it, mine was on, I prefer analog. And actually there's some there's science behind that. They're actually writing it down. You retain it better in your memory. So it's also a way of consolidating it better. Uh, so that's probably where I'm missing. But what I love about it is that it really makes you consciously think about all the goodness that is coming to you every day. So I heard about it before, as I said, I've been doing it and I'm so happy that you, again, I saw in the book as well, but I'm so happy that it's also in, in the journal because I think it's one of those practices that the more you do, the more you actually realize like the different things are coming your way. So I think uh, I, if, if people try there, how long would you say people should try? I know obviously the idea that they should do it forever, but <laughs> what would you say? Like try for a week or uh, try for a month and just kind of see kind of how things shift. When, when do you see some shift happening basically after people start doing their abundance log? Yeah. So with like a daily practice, like gratitude, meditating, tapping, things like that, you can normally see, I always say, give it 21 days. Most people after two weeks will come back to me and be like, already seen the shifts, but I always say, give something 21 days, whether it's, anything at all you know it takes 21 days to change a habit change a thought pattern as we know so give it 21 days um with the abundance log i would say give it a month because again if you're manifesting money each month then you want to give it the full month to then say hey like this money came to me um so yeah i would do a month with the abundance log and i guarantee you'll want to continue it every month afterwards <laughs> i think that's the thing it's just building that practice uh because obviously you know 
as you say, you realize that it comes in so many unexpected ways. So you might be thinking, oh, I'm going to do it now because I'm going to look at my bank account. But actually, as you said, maybe it's something that you receive in the post or maybe it's that because you went for a legal takeaway coffee break. So I think it's a very, very fascinating one as well. Um, talking about the actual journal a tiny bit more, I have actually a bit of a question that all the journaling lovers, there are quite a few in the membership, so they're going to love that. Um, how did you actually, and this is geek a bit, but how did you actually come up with the idea of how the journal should be structured? You have done journals before, you have a few, but I feel this one is, is different. This is like very much a lot more guidance and prompts. So how did you make sure that it would come up exactly how you wanted it and it could actually guide people in the best way when it comes to their positively wealthy journey? Like a really good question and like the honest answer is like intuitively I you know I worked with what I go through in my own process so for me I was like okay I want to do a 12-month journal which is dedicated to money law of attraction but specifically more money focused because the book's very wealth and all-round manifesting whereas for the journal I wanted to give it justice and say right for people who really want to achieve their financial goals and really want to improve their money mindset this is the journal for them of course there's a bit of wealth and other manifesting of course it's me um, and I think they're fun to break it up a little bit so for me it was like looking and saying right what are my key coaching steps to helping someone to re like pre reprogram and improve their mindset with money what tools and exercises can I do what is appropriate for a journal um what fun things can I put in there because you want it to feel fun as well like a journal one you know it's a journey as such it's going to guide you along 12 months so you don't just want it to be something you do in January and that's it and then you kind of let it go and you forget all about it so for me it was about making it sustainable for people as well and consistent but easily consistent not where it's like you feel like you have to do loads and then you feel overwhelmed because you've got like 10 other planners on the go at the same time I wanted to make it just like bite-sized digestible um, but a fun planner as well. So obviously there's like monthly budgeting in there, um, debt and savings trackers. There's loads of law of attraction and manifesting exercises for money and other forms of abundance as well. So you can call in other um, desires as well as money. Um, and again, like having fun with it was the main thing that I wanted to do. And also making it, you know, like I said, sustainable over 12 months. So not just saying, right, in January, set all your goals. And the journal is undated, so you can start at any time of the year. But we'll use January as an example. It's not that you just set your goals in January and are like, oh, I forget about them. It's like keeping you accountable. So it's almost like a pocket coach. That's what I would say. It's like a pocket coach, me in your pocket or me in your journal saying like, okay, come on, like, you know, how are you doing with these goals? What can we do? Like spurring you on, um, you know, motivating you, showing that positivity whilst along that journey, taking you along that journey to improve your money mindset, to get you manifesting, um, and then also to expand, you know, how you manifest um, and how you can then practically look at your finances as well. So looking at budgeting, looking at the abundance log, looking at manifesting money regularly, looking at making your dreams achievable. So again, it's like, yes, a spiritual journal, but it's also really practical and grounded. And that's what I'm about. I'm a Virgo. I'm an earth sign. I'm all about practicality and making it, you know, so that anybody can pick up that journal, whether you're spiritual or not. And that's kind of what I, and that's what I love because I think being able to add the extra element is actually really interesting because you can add something more to it that, as you say, it's just that, that guidance. And I love the idea of switching it up as well, because I think that's going to be also very key, especially yeah. when you get into the routine and just challenge you with specific and different questions. Actually, as one question from the audience, I asked for a few questions to see if something came up before we wrap up. Uh, asking for tips on recognizing when it's your ego speaking rather than your intuition from Sarah. What 
could you share about that? That's a really good question. Really good question, Sarah. So what I always do is I always say, is it a hell yes or a hell no? So if I'm making a decision and it's like, right, should I go and do this thing? I'm like, is it a hell yes or a hell no? If it's a hell yes, I do it. If it's a, mm, I'm not sure I wait, that's a hell no or a wait. So that's how I play with my intuition and really listen to it. But the intuition is like a muscle. We have to build it up. Just like when we go to the gym, you don't just go into a gym and have a six pack on the first day. Like you have to, you know, go regularly, be consistent, listen deeply and, and trust that. So what I always say to people is like, do the hell yes and hell no game um, all of the time. Cause it really, really does work. But then also, you know, sit with your intuition. If something is coming up and you're like, oh, not sure about that sit with it and ask the question again. If it is your intuition, it will feel very calm, very profound. Your intuition is normally like very short and snappy, like yes, no, things like that. Um, And it feel very profound, very one tone. And no matter how many times you ask, it will be the same answer. If it's your ego, it can be very long winded. It can be like high pitch, low pitch all over the place. And the answers will change every time that you are asking the question. Um, So sometimes when we're sat there asking a question over and over again, then, you know, obviously I would say, stop like go and have a cup of tea and come back to it later um but again it is all about listening and about um you know and also a big tip that I was told as well along my journey was that intuition even if it's something negative should reassure you and I fully fully agree with that that when I've received an intuitive hit no matter if it's been something I haven't wanted to happen or it hasn't felt positive at the time I've instantly felt calm whereas when it's something which isn't intuition even if it's positive, I can still feel like on edge and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. And you don't feel reassured or calm at all. So that would be how I would say to work with your intuition. I love that. I think that's great. Uh, one thing that I will add, which you kind of uh, talked about as well, but just one quick thing. Also tap into your body. You mentioned obviously where sometimes the hell yes to the hell no and the calm element. But I feel that uh, my body literally has a bit of an adverse reaction and like a bit of an adverse face. Uh, to to the ego I like you can you can feel it sometimes I'm mostly feeling it around my chest and obviously the throat chakra as well massively but you might feel in different ways you might feel like not in the stomach the infamous one or you might feel uh you know the that kind of feeling of maybe even a headache so that could it could find different ways but for people like myself and I know I'm not the only one um a lot of the time it also becomes quite psychosomatic it really gets into your body that feeling of as you say, that um, edgy or restlessness kind of it. So uh, I think I think that's quite a really good few tips. So thank you so much, Emma, for that one. That was a great question, Sarah. Um, now, before we leave, first of all, uh, thank you, Emma, for being my guinea pig. We were joking that she was going to be the, the first person to ever do a live podcast. We had no idea people might be you know, asking loads of questions. Like, it went great. So well done, us. Well done, Brittany. Well done, Brittany. <laughs> well done, Brittany. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here as well. Thank you so much for everybody who tuned in and everybody obviously that's going to listen as well afterwards to the actual podcast. Uh, Emma, if people want to find out more about you, about the journal, and maybe ask you more questions to get even more positively wealthy, where should they go? Of course. Well, please do reach out over on Instagram and Facebook. My handle is I am Emma Mumford. Like I'm always happy to chat with anybody and say hi. Um, so yeah, if you do have any questions, like please do reach out. Um, and I've got obviously YouTube videos, podcasts, blog posts as well. If any of these topics have um, taken your fancy and you want to learn some more. So yes, the Positively Wealthy journal comes out on December the 8th. The Positively Wealthy book is out now and they're all available anywhere that sells books worldwide. But everything I do and more information about everything is on my 
website, which is emmamumford.co.uk. Yay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, again. And we'll see you next time live. If you want to check out for more live podcasts, just go to the collective. If you're a member, you can find it in the events. There's all the upcoming events. But if not, we'll be back as per usual next week with another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>